the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 56 years ago, the Beatles released a song, Eleanor Rigby. The refrain goes like this. All the lonely people, where do they all come from? All the lonely people, where do they all belong? A little bit later on, Billy Joel sang Piano Man. And the waitress is practicing politics as the businessman slowly gets stoned. And yes, they're sharing a drink they call loneliness, but it's better than drinking alone. Loneliness is a plague and it's gotten significantly worse over time. Loneliness is the distressing experience that occurs when a person's social relationships are perceived by that person to be at less in quantity and especially in quality than desired. That's what Encyclopedia Britannica calls loneliness. All around there is loneliness. The pandemic only exasperated the situation. But loneliness would be bad in our culture even without the pandemic. Increasingly, there is less and less meaningful social contact with others. And even worse, there are huge forces that pull you away from others. Increasingly, people live alone. They often work alone. They live away from immediate family, large extended family gatherings with cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents, second cousins. They've become rare or non-existent for many. Fewer and fewer people have many, if any, friends at all. Many people have retreated from being with others and forming social groups in person, and they retreat to the poor substitute of social media. Loneliness can occur even when people are social gatherings as they can still be in a crowd, but feel as if no one really cares about them. The loneliness of modern life is really best understood by the difference between our modern world's definition, what it means to be human, and what the true definition given by God himself of what it means to be human. You live in an age where the self is transcendent. The world says this, to be human is to be myself. The self, as I define it, to be a, apart from the external world. It is all important, and I stress the word all, that I am happy, that I am fulfilled, that I live my own life, that I am free to enjoy myself, that I am free to relate to others the way I want to, and that the external world must provide me with all the avenues possible to be myself and to fulfill myself. And I can choose to have God as part of my life, God as I want to define him. So you see more and more ways to entertain oneself, to view sexuality apart from biology, apart from a shared life with someone of the opposite sex, apart from the historical definition, and apart from mothering and fathering of children. The expression of the self often then leads to new experiences through drugs of various forms. The modern view of being human is far from what the external world would have viewed and defined as human 
even up into relatively recent times. Throughout history, the starting point of being human would be to see oneself as part of a family, a part of an extended family, a part of a people tied to a land and to be tied to continuity with one's ancestors and to provide for future generations. You lived within a place, a family, and a continuity. Life was not defined by one's enjoyment, but rather as being part of a larger whole. This used to be the common secular definition of what it meant to be human, but this too is a false definition of humanity. This is because to be human is first and foremost is to be human as God defines humanity. To be human is first and foremost to be God's creation. It was God who made Adam and Eve. Scripture records that after Adam was created, God said, then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. So God created Eve from Adam's side. Thus, you have the foundation of marriage. But it was much more than that. You have to remember that Genesis 2 and the creation of Eve and the formation of marriage is within the larger framework given in Genesis 1. Then the Lord God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Not being alone is within the framework of being in God's image. And not being alone involves the multiplying of Adam and Eve through children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. God intended for Adam and Eve and all of humanity to remain in his image, to live together, to be together, and to be in perfect harmony with each other and with him. To be human, then, is to be in perfect communion with God, the loving creator, and to be in perfect community with others. Jesus says later in the Gospel of Matthew, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. To be human is both vertical and horizontal. To be human is not to focus inwardly, but outwardly towards the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and toward our neighbor. To be truly human, then, is to be part of the body of Christ, the church. To be human, then, is to be one of Christ's saints. Today's lesson from Revelation 7 is perhaps the best picture in all of Scripture of what it means to be human. Behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the Lamb, before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, Amen. 
blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Now, many of you have experienced the brief feeling of elation and being part of a very large group of humanity experience a longed-for joy together. You might have had the experience of exhilaration like at a concert, for example, Leonard Skinner singing Freebird. You might have had the experience of being, of being there when your team finally wins a championship or gather with friends and family when they finally win. And then there was that joy of experience, for example, in Germany as the Berlin Wall fell and suddenly there was freedom for so many. But this seeming unity of humanity, at these times even, will fade. The joy that never fades is in Christ. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. God the Father in love created the heavens and the earth and created you to be in perfect fellowship with him. You were created to be together and to praise your God together. God the Father saw the great rebellion of Adam and Eve the first ugly rearing of the self against God, that sin had separated them from him and also brought disruption to their marriage and that disruption would further be seen in all of mankind's cruelties and neglect of each other. God saw all of that and in love promised his son and gave his son to be the spotless lamb that would be slain for the sin of the world and then to rise again. And that lamb is Jesus. Jesus is the one who took upon himself the sin of the world. Jesus is the one who willingly suffered the worst form of loneliness as he alone suffered the true punishment for sin and cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is what he cried from the cross. He suffered so that you would, you who feel alone and hopeless in this world now have true hope and true fellowship with him and with all the saints of all time. You have been baptized into Christ and into his church. Peter tells you, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priest. You are a chosen race. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you might proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you're not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Salvation is now yours, and that salvation is expressed in today's lesson. One day you will gather with all the saints together from every nation, from tribes and peoples and languages, and you will praise the Lamb forever. Gone will be all isolation. Gone will be all loneliness. You will be the Lord and with your brothers and sisters in Christ forever. Today, we celebrate All Saints Day together as brothers in Christ here at Bethany, and together we praise the Lord. Rejoice this day in Christ. Rejoice with your brothers and sisters as your true family, as together we anticipate the joyous day when we will forever proclaim, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Amen. <laughs>